0: Charlie's room was down another hall, a wing specially designed to have views of the sprawling green landscape and the therapeutic pool that Charlie had never enjoyed. He hadn't been much of a swimmer before, but every time I saw that damn pool outside, I wanted to punch something. I don't know what it was about it, maybe because it was something the rest of us took for granted, the ability to swim on our own, or maybe it was the fact that water always seemed so limitless to me but Charlie's future was severely limited. The nurse stopped outside of his closed door. When you're ready to leave, you know the drill. I did. When I left, I had to stop by the nurse's station and check out. I guessed they wanted to make sure I wasn't trying to steal Charlie away or something. With a happy little nod in my direction, the nurse spun in her sneakers and power-walked back down the hall. Staring at the door for a moment, I drew in a deep breath and let it out slowly. I had to every time I saw Charlie. It was the only way to get the messy ball of emotion, all that disappointment, anger, and sadness out of me before I walked into the room. I never wanted Charlie to see that. Sometimes I failed, but I always tried. Only when I thought I could smile without looking slightly crazed, I opened the door, and like every Friday for the last six years, seeing Charlie was like taking a throat punch. He was sitting in a chair in front of the large floor-to-ceiling window. In his chair. It was one of those papasan chairs with a vibrant blue cushion. He'd had it since he was 16, got it for his birthday just a few months before everything changed for him. Charlie didn't look up when I stepped into the room and closed the door behind me. He never did. The room wasn't bad at all, rather spacious, with a full-sized bed neatly made by one of the nurses, a desk I knew he never used, and a TV that I'd never, in the six years, seen turned on. Sitting in that chair, looking out the window, he was so thin, beyond willowy. Nurse Venter told me that they had trouble getting him to eat three square meals a day, and when they tried to change it to five smaller meals, that hadn't worked either. A year ago, it had gotten so bad they had to do a feeding tube, and I could still taste that fear because I thought I'd lose him then. His blonde hair had been washed this morning, but it wasn't styled and was much shorter than how he used to wear it. Charlie had favored that artfully messy look, and he had rocked it. Today, he was wearing a white shirt and gray sweatpants, not even the cool kind. No, these had those elastic bands at the ankle, and God, he would have thrown a fit if he knew he'd be wearing them now. Rightfully so, because Charlie, well... He had style and taste and so much. Walking toward the second sun chair with a matching blue cushion I'd bought three years ago, I cleared my throat. Hey, Charlie. He didn't look. There was no disappointment. I mean, it was there, that this-isn't-fair feeling, but there wasn't a new wave of the breath-stealing dismay, because this was how it always was. Sitting down, I placed the tote beside my legs, Up close, he looked older than twenty-two, years older, face gaunt, skin washed out, and deep, unforgiving shadows under once lively green eyes. I drew in another deep breath. It's ridiculously hot out there today, so don't make fun of my cut-off shorts. Back in the day, he would have made me change out of them before even daring to step out into public. The weather people are saying the temps are going to be record-breaking by the weekend— "'Charlie blinked slowly. "'Supposed to be really bad storms, too. "'I clasped my hands together, praying that he'd look at me. "'Some visits he wouldn't. "'He hadn't for three visits, and that terrified me, "'because the last time he'd gone that long without acknowledging me, "'he'd had a horrific seizure. "'Those two things probably had nothing in common, "'but still, it caused knots of unease to form in my stomach.' especially since Nurse Venter had explained that seizures were fairly common in patients who'd suffered that kind of blunt force trauma to the brain. You remember how much I like storms, right? No response. Well, unless it spawns tornadoes, I amended. But we're in Philly, basically, so I doubt there'll be any of them roaming around. Another slow blink I caught from his profile. Oh, tomorrow night at Mona's, we're closing the bar to the public. I rambled on, unsure if I'd already told him about the plans. Not that it mattered. It's a private party thing. I pause.